0: You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Two Bad Tourists. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin. I am one half of the blogger duo Two Bad Tourists and sitting here just to my left as always is David. And with a glass of wine and my at?
1: Hello guys, welcome to Queer Travel Chat.
0: So this week's episode is a feature on Puerto Rico or San Juan in particular with a few day trips that we Will mention. So we are uh, super excited to talk about this episode. I was actually in Puerto Rico about two weeks ago, and we were hoping to record it while I was there, but my schedule was just uh, a bit too hectic to make that happen. Yes,
1: you were busy at a drag brunch and bottomless mimosas, I believe, so...
0: Exactly, which we can talk all about in this upcoming episode, Check Instagram which is happening right now. Is,
1: are there Instagram highlights of that? Yeah, definitely. Check out our Instagram highlights on Puerto Rico.
0: Working really hard. <laughs> yeah, so this was actually my third trip to Puerto Rico, my first time in 2021. Then I went in January of this year. I just got back, and I'm going back in October. Let me see. I've been... So I've never been to Puerto Rico. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's definitely on the bucket list. And I'm hoping to go this October because IGLTA is going to be having their annual convention there. So um, we'll see if, if that all works out. But hopefully it will. Hopefully. And IGLTA is for reference. Yeah, it's
0: the Gay Travel Association, there LGBT go. Travel Next.
1: Association. So um, Austin will tell us all about his trip, and then we will give uh, some good recommendations on some general sightseeing and also what the LGBT scene is like. But before we do that... I thought a little history lesson of the island would be a good way to get us going. Do you have any fun facts? So fun fact. (laughs) We just got off of our uh, Barcelona group trip and we do like this WhatsApp group with everyone where we kind of review the day's itinerary and always like to throw in a fun fact about where we are in that destination. And uh, we got some, I think, uh, good comments about it. I think it made people people chuckle. um, We have been on other tours uh, where they do that and I always enjoyed it. So Anyway, fun fact, Puerto Rico is considered by some to be the world's oldest colony. The Taino inhabited the island when Christopher Columbus landed in Puerto Rico on November 19th in 1493. And soon after, Puerto Rico became a Spanish colony and remained under Spanish rule for over 400 years. Then in 1809, the first declarations of independence from Spanish rule occurred. And by the end of the 1800s, Spain had lost all of its new world colonies except for Cuba and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico being the only territory that never, Puerto Rico being the only territory that never gained its independence. In 1897, Spain granted Puerto Rico self-rule, but it was short-lived because in 1898, American troops invaded and established U.S. authority over its one million inhabitants. The island came under U.S. control then in 1898 after the Spanish-American War, which ended with the Treaty of Paris on December 10th in in 1898, signed between Spain and the U.S., forcing Spain to relinquish claims on Cuba. Uh, and secede sovereignty over Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines all to the U.S. So, thank you. Uh, Welcome dot to Puerto Rico dot org for <laughs> that quick history lesson because, of course, I didn't I mean, know that. <laughs> that's that's a lot. That is a lot, <laughs> but it's, it's I mean, really heavy. I was going to just say that it's considered to be the world's oldest colony, but I thought diving into like you know, you know so it used to be under Spanish rule, and then it's still a territory. In fairness, is... when, when you
0: go there, it, it does feel like that. I mean, the old town of Puerto Rico, like. It, I think they just celebrated 500 years, San Juan. Um, I think when I was there last, or whenever I last, October or something, um, they, they celebrate 500 what? years of their city in San Juan. Oh, that's how like, old but their they're city not is.
1: celebrating 500 years of being a territory or colony, right? I mean, that's... No,
0: but I mean, regardless of, you know, what other country claimed to govern Puerto Rico, like Puerto Rico has its own identity. Um, I mean, people from Puerto Rico are very much... Puerto Rican and they are are proud for, you know, their culture and Yeah, and we'll get have. into
1: that American Puerto Rican yeah, the rest kind of dual poli- identity.
0: I guess politics. Things. Yeah, but I think
1: that does make it very it unique and very interesting. And I thought Definitely. kind of going over why
0: it's considered the world's oldest colony is Yep. It's interesting. Anyway, moving on, moving on. If you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin Spotify, Apple, or Google podcasts, and give the episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. And always you can follow us on, uh, as always, you can follow us on social media and we are always at two bed tourists on every platform. Lastly, please feel free to leave a comment about what you might want to hear more of, uh, for future episodes
1: okay so before we dive into a little bit about the why austin was in puerto rico and maybe a little bit more about the culture and history um let's hear a word from our sponsor hey queer travel chat listeners
0: we want to introduce you to macarthur glenn designer Atlas. They're a collection of 25 discount luxury shopping destinations across Europe and Vancouver. Make the most of your
1: summer vacation by taking a day out to refresh your closet with amazing bargains, enjoy the local gastronomy, and stroll through and admire the beautiful village-style settings of each location. And you
0: can be sure the centers offer a safe and inclusive environment for all. Shop European style just like a local with up to 70% off all of your favorite brands like Gucci, Prada, Off-White and many more luxury and premium fashion names. You'll be sure to find a style that's perfect for you. With easy access from major cities, simply choose your
1: preferred destination and make this a shopping experience you'll never forget. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, back to the podcast.
0: Oh my God, we're so professional. I was
1: going to say, Austin, wake up, we're back on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So why the hell were you in Puerto Rico? So I was there for two main reasons. So the first was the ASTA convention. ASTA is the association of something like the association of travel advisors or travel agents. But it's basically um, a big group of travel agents and advisors from North America that get together, like maybe 800 people. Um, and you have both like advisors, but also like different uh, the the tourism industry. So hotels and cruise lines, what they call like suppliers, you know, the people who actually provide the the, the travel. And then you have the people who are actually planning the travel for for their clients. So um, there was a big convention there. It's every year kind of like IGLTA has its own Were convention. there a lot of homos there at that convention? There was a surprising amount of homos.
1: Surprising though? Was it surprising? No, it wasn't surprising. What you're like That sounds like there's a industry with a no, lot of homos. No, but <laughs> the
0: thing is when you go to like any professional event, I always just think like, oh, this is a straight yeah. event. And well, I'm, always, you... I'm always happy to meet all the homos like that are sprinkled in. because you live in a gay bubble and
1: exactly. you forget yeah, that there are yeah, straights yeah. out there too.
0: So I was there for that. Um, and then at the same time, I was there also. I attended on behalf of IGLTA. Speaking who, of your gay bubble. Who, Yeah, I also um, work for. And we had a, a business networking event at the Trist Hotel, which I'll talk about in a minute. But basically, we had about 70 people from the ASTA event come to our event because in October, IGLTA has its own LGBTQ plus tourism uh, convention uh, October 4th through 7th, 2023. And we're expecting upwards of, you know, 800, 900,000 people, um, which is really huge actually, because the fact that the destination, the tourism office of Puerto Rico has made this happen. They're mm-hmm, the ones who kind mm-hmm. of, you know, put in a bid and were able to get IGLT to select that destination it is as this, the next commission. It's the
1: second time they've gone there as well. Yeah. Right? The first so...
0: year was in 1984, I think. Oh, so so it, was, well it overdue. was years and years and it was like, you know, almost four decades ago.
1: Yes, that's, um, you were just graduating college and I think I wasn't born yet.
0: Uh, okay, right.
1: <laughs> okay, so we already gave the kind of history, the quick overview of uh, Puerto Rico's history, but let's talk a little bit about, um, how. Puerto Rico is today a little bit of its culture and a little bit about its uh, politics. So it is an unincorporated territory of the U.S. where the official languages are Spanish and English. You may come across people who speak a mixture of both or Spanglish, as I would consider myself fluent in. Um, uh, given the influence of, of the U.S. on the island, and of course, which is a um, separate Puerto Rican culture. And the currency in Puerto Rico is the U.S. dollar. And on that note, I mean, this is stuff that we didn't learn, I think, before we hosted a couch surfer who was from Puerto Rico. Yeah,
0: we definitely did not learn this in school, or if we did, we failed that test. Yes. I don't remember I, it. I don't, or I didn't pay attention because, so uh,
1: when we moved here 10 years ago to Madrid, and in that first year we hosted couchsurfers so if you don't know couchsurfing.org it's so that you can um kind of meet other people while you're traveling and hopefully also be able to stay maybe sleep on their couch for free and just kind of a way to integrate into quickly into a local scene so we really liked that when we were traveling um and we stayed with people so we wanted to pay that forward mm-hmm. when we hosted people when we had a place of our own one of them was from puerto rico and he's like telling us about puerto rico and he's like how they has a U.S. passport and uses U.S. dollars. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so dumb. So you're yeah. like,
0: we should have known that. Yeah.
1: You're an American citizen. Yeah. I was talking to an yeah. American yeah. like as if he and, was and, and a we total didn't foreigner. Know.
0: And, and I'm and not sure. I no if, idea. I'm not sure if like our history curriculum like specifically left that out because of all the like colonial stuff or, or maybe we just weren't paying attention and it didn't stick. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, well, maybe maybe nowadays they kind of emphasize that more. But that was brand new information to me. Yeah, I felt really I felt silly. Really, I felt really not knowing. But yeah. moving
0: on. Well, and I mean, you mentioned the Spanglish. Like the few times I've been to Puerto Rico, there's no better example than when you order an Uber and you get into the car, right? So I mean, because you know, there's not public transit there. You're in Ubers a lot, and it's so funny because sometimes I'll get into the car and I'll speak Spanish to the person, you know, saying something, and they'll reply back to me in perfect American English. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And they've lived in New York or whatever. And then the next Uber, you get in and you say something to them in English and they're like, what? In Spanish, they're like, come on. They don't understand anything. They don't speak any English. So it's like, it's this really big mix. They all probably learn it in school, but, you know, depending on how much they pay attention or learn or whether they have family that lives in the US, whether they live there, it really, you really feel like this sort of diversity of, you know, they have sort of their own culture and their own sort of, you know, thing going on in their island, but at the same time, they have a lot of connections. Back yeah, that's
1: to the kind states. of cool, because it sounds like a great destination for people who only speak English, only speak Spanish, or maybe they've been studying English, yeah. or they've been studying Spanish, and it's just... Either one kind, can get yeah, around just fine. Kind of yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so it's a U.S. territory, which means Americans don't need a passport, you just need a valid ID uh, to fly there, just like you would any other of the 50 states. Um, now one of the interesting things, because Puerto Rico is an unincorporated territory, they don't quite have the same rights as other Americans. So one of the, the few things that they cannot do, they cannot vote in presidential elections. They can only vote, uh, in party, uh, nominees like primaries basically. Um, and although they have uh, birthright citizenship, um, oh, sorry, they, they do have birthright citizenship and they can travel between the mainland and Puerto Rico on, you know, on a U.S passport as if it was sort of the same um you know as if it was one of the 50 wait states. question it's kind of a weird
1: thing we're calling it unincorporated territory is an incorporated territory just a state maybe like you know is there a difference between unincorporated territory Probably and just the, territory or is I, that just the full the, name of calling it's it it's
0: the really like awkward yeah you know they, they want to hold on to this but you know for whatever reason the the government u.s government 100 years ago decided it didn't make sense to incorporate it as uh, you know for whatever geopolitical reasons they didn't do it
1: well on a more positive note at least uh, when you're there you can start drinking at the age of 18 uh unlike the u.s where of course it's 21 and they have over 300 miles of coastline and nearly the same number of beaches they also have the largest shopping center in the caribbean plaza de las americas and the most extensive rum factory globally casa bacardi or Bacardi. Although Puerto Rico is an American territory, it also competes as an individual country in one of the most important events globally in Miss Universe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: the Olympics. Oh, well, on that one too. But but does competes, anybody watch that? It competes as itself in the Olympics. Yes, in, as mis, it's uh, own. Yes, in the Olympics. As, you know, as, oh it's, own, gosh, as yeah. its own country in the Olympics yeah. and in uh, Miss Universe. Uh, con- um, contest as well yeah. which is kind of really speaks to the idea of how it toes the line between you know being so much part of the U.S. and also so different in its own you know country for lack of a better yeah. word so it's really that's so interesting how split it is and like so American and so its own at the same time.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, one of the, some of the other fun facts in Puerto Rico, Flamenco Beach, which is in Culebra, which which I didn't get a chance to visit, but I think it's like a smaller town on the island outside of the capital. Uh, it's been recognized as one of the top ten beaches in the world on multiple occasions. So, and and I can attest to that. Like when you go to the beaches in Puerto Rico, and just the color of the water. I mean, it's it's just gorgeous. It's amazing. It's like this amazing Caribbean destination. Um, another fun fact: the Pina Colada was actually um, Invented in Puerto Rico, I and and I think it's – there, there's a couple of places that sort of claim ownership, but the one I think that is the most um, well-known story is the, the Caribe Hilton, which is a um, Hilton property from maybe the 40s, 50s, 60s, something like that, uh, right on the coast uh, in the Condado neighborhood. And I went there, and I had a, a pina colada, and it was not that amazing. <laughs> it was very average. So they apparently – have lost well, their knack for making them. I don't this know. podcast is
1: not brought to you by the Hilton. hopefully. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> However, if Hilton would like to sponsor this podcast or future ones, we would it would glad- be the best thing <laughs> We would gladly, <laughs> we would gladly edit that section out. Please get in touch with us from our website, dothattoearth
1: Lastly, the remains of Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de León are in a tomb inside the San Juan Cathedral, which I think is a really cool site to see. Thank you to Discover Puerto Rico and the Planet D for those facts and Google, because I just Google stuff.
0: Yes. So before we get on to the next topic, we want to say some words from our sponsor number two. Uh, So today's episode sponsor is Spaces. We've really enjoyed getting to use the app to chat with people about our podcast and uh, travel in general.
1: Yeah, we've talk, talked a lot about uh, different topics and we got to share uh, a lot of things and we've shared upcoming events like a queer women's wellness festival that's happening in Wales next month in June. Uh, we've also shared other related podcasts like that galicious podcast, which is made by lesbians for women, loving women. And they have discussed traveling to countries where it'd be in case illegal. And we also talked about train travel in Japan, the new rail routes there are there. So, I mean, it's kind of across the board, just general travel, queer travel, Uh, different resources and experiences
0: yeah and we have our own space there so you can actually join that um it's a really great way to connect and interact with uh, other core travels uh travelers you can do polls you can share photos you can create events which are all fun ways to interact and share information advice and travel motivation so if you want to join our conversation
1: chat with us directly and get some advice for your next trip go to
0: queerspaces.com
1: to find the download link or you can find it in the show notes of today's episode so, Austin, uh, talk to me about the LGBTQ scene in Puerto Rico, or I guess more specifically San Juan, where I imagine that's where it's more popping. Yes,
0: yeah, so the LGBT scene in Puerto Rico is great. I I think it's a really great destination for, for anyone, but LGBT travelers specifically, because it is definitely, I think, you know, maybe some of the, there might be a couple other destinations that I might argue, but I, I think it's considered the gay capital of the Caribbean. Hmm. And of all the Caribbean islands, it's it's one of the most populous ones. And because it has such a thriving LGBT community, I think it's a cool place to go. It's important to point out that Puerto Rico or San Juan does not have like a gay neighborhood uh, necessarily. I think maybe decades ago, I think a lot more places used to be more centrally located in the condado neighborhood, but nowadays things are really, really spread out. So if you go there, don't expect to just get to one neighborhood and walk around and all the gay bars and clubs and hotels are going to be lined up. Do you know why they're more places. spread out? Is
1: like that due to anything or just kind of the way it developed?
0: Mm, I'm not sure. Probably mm-hmm. just the way that, that it's developed. Um, as far as I know, there's never, I don't, I don't know. It's like the history of gay neighborhoods, like why some places have them, why some don't, I guess that's a never, another podcast episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't actually know the, the reason, but um, yeah, I mean the fact that, the, you know, Puerto Rico sort of follows the cues of the U S sort of, you know, politically in terms of like rights and things like that it's obviously progressive with with you know LGBT rights but Puerto Rico itself is is in many you know accounts you know much more i think accepting than many places in the US um so so yeah i mean particularly in San Juan i think it's it's very gay friendly and there's lots of gay bars clubs venues hotels that and and you see LGBT people everywhere i mean all the hotels i checked into like even the like you know like the hilton and the marriott like you know there are gay people working, and, and they're sounds... very public and friendly, and and I even notice like lots of people that are just visibly non-binary and things like that, and so it's just an open sort of um, yeah community and society. Sounds um, terrible. Yeah, sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. And if you were gay, wanted to stay in a gay-owned hotel. Yeah, so um, I stayed, actually on my last visit, just two weeks ago, I stayed at two hotels, but the one that's been uh, gay-owned for, for longer, at least for now, is Koki is Del Mar Guesthouse. So um, this is a small gay-owned guesthouse located in Ocean Park. Um, they've actually been expanding, so I think they originally started with 12 different rooms, but but they've bought different properties and they're looking to expand their property. So depending on when you listen to this, they might actually have more rooms than 12. Um, But it's cool. It's, it's very much, you know, kind of the clothing optional gay guest house that you might find in Key West or Puerto Vallarta or um, Fort Lauderdale, you know, that kind of thing. Um, What's really great about this type of place is if you're, um, you know, traveling solo, it's a really, really great way to meet people because you're all sort of in a, in a, a small sort of centralized environment where there's a social scene. Um, And even if you're traveling with just a friend or a partner or, you know, boyfriend, whatever, husband, um, it's always fun to meet other people. And that, this type of property is the the place that you can do that. So like, for example, when I was there um, on the day that I checked out, they had a a barbecue where they invited like the local uh, nudist club. And so it was like the guests of the hotel and the local nudist club just hanging out. You know, eating hot dogs with their wieners hanging Wait, out. Wait, <laughs> so were they legit nude yeah. other people that yeah. were not nude? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. You know, people just kind of did whatever. The people from the nudist club were, were more nude than the guests because that's their thing. I would assume. Some of the guests were nude and some of them okay, were not. Well, but it cool. was cool. It was that's just a awesome. nice... Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's cool. Different social events and things like that. So I, I love the the property. The the owner, Rob, um, is a great guy. He's originally from, from California but still in Puerto Rico for years. Um, The second place that I also stayed at is the Trist Hotel. So this is in Condado. It's a beachfront hotel, and it used to be called the Atlantic Beach Hotel. So this originally was the gay hotel, like I think probably in the 80s or 90s, something like that. And, And just to give you a tidbit of Puerto Rico that I've heard from locals is in the 80s and 90s, Puerto Rico used to be like the the it gay destination like gay beach destination to travel from you know from from the U.S. kind of like Puerto Vallarta, I was gonna I say this is before Puerto Yeah Puerto York, it then. was before Puerto that was big and and I think because of the you know the AIDS crisis you know because it had such a big impact on the LGBT community the gay men you know gay male community obviously um it, it sort of disrupted that and it and it changed you know when when, you know, men were having such a, you know, people next to them were, were dying left and right. I think it, it sort of affected the, the, the gay tourism to the Yeah, to the I'm city. sure it did all over So the world, I think a lot so. of places closed, you know, bars and hotels and venues and things like that closed. So, but I think Puerto Rico is seeing like a resurgence, San Juan, um, is scene of resurgence, more and more places are opening up now. So the Trist is kind of one now. So it's it's been repurchased by a gay owner. And they're turning it kind of back into a gay hotel. I was just there and that's where I, you know, saw that drag brunch. And, and it was, Oh, that was at the Trist. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. That's and that's where IGLTA, we had our networking event at the Trist. My so.
1: first stop is going to be there. If you're looking for a gay tour to do there, the, uh, first property that awesome was just talking about, Coqui del Mar, uh, runs, um, tours as well. So you can enhance your vacation in San Juan with a little trip to the rainforest, explore amazing caves or take guided excursions to the gay beach. They offer regularly scheduled gay adventure trips with a certified gay tour guide.
0: Yeah. And some of the beaches they take you to are actually a bit outside of the city and they're like gay nude beaches. So um, That's kind of part of it is if you're into that kind of thing, um, you can go on one of their tours and I'll show you around.
1: When they say certified gay tour guide, is it like certified gay? <laughs> no, it's certified guy? tour guide. He guy, happens but to be gay. I'm certified gay. No, he's a certified guy. Okay, well, I think we need a hyphen and comma this a little bit. Yeah, Tell us <laughs> about the, the gay bars and clubs, uh, like what that scene is like. You mentioned they're kind of spread out.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could probably list, list 10 or 15 different gay bars and clubs and venues and things like that. Um, yeah, none of them are particularly next to each other. Um, but just to say a few by name, uh well what i actually would say is the condado neighborhood is, is probably the most touristic neighborhood but you'll also find a handful of the gay bars there as well um but by name tia maria bar and liquor store which doesn't sound like a bar but it is sx club i think i went there and like for dancing one night on saturday a two years club? ago uh, no sx sx, <laughs> SX. letters SX, uh SX, oasis but... is a restaurant lounge bar that one's actually right off the beach and i think that's been there for years um circo uh, was the most popular gay club they sort of closed they're kind of reopening and they're now owned by the same owner of the trist Hotel. So i think they're not open yet but they will be opening okay. uh la Sombria rosa is another name um so there, there's others um if you're used to sort of like uh sort of shifting gears like mm, gay sex clubs and saunas and bathhouses things like that there is a bathhouse there i think it's called steamworks i've not been um but if you're kind of thinking about like european you know Bathhouse sauna culture. It's. I get the impression it's not like that. You know, people don't like go there. You know at night or after like clubs and you know dance parties and stuff like that, it's more of like a daytime activity, so I'm not really sure. But wait, but so. is it
1: still for sex and hooking yeah, up, or it definitely is it like is. An, okay?
0: But but I but I but I was looking at the hours the other day and they close like fairly early, so I think it's more of just like a daytime thing. So I, I don't know that it's the type of place that you would go if you were a tourist necessarily, it might be more geared to, towards the locals, whereas like many places in Europe. It's popular for tourists to go to, you know, um, the saunas. Well, if that's your thing, still a good option to check out and report back. please. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let us know. But the gay beaches are the gay beaches. Gay beaches are the gay beaches. So right in front of the Trist Hotel, you will find Atlantic beach. And that's where the gays gather. Uh, and mostly on Sundays, that's kind of the popular day. So all day long. And, and I can attest to that I was there on Sunday. I stayed at the Trist and it was a sea full of, uh, gay people. <laughs> you're, looking, you're like there's a joke here but I there's can't find joke. it. There's kind of a um, no no I know there's a there's a mar de cones or a, mar de cones. <laughs> okay good. Yeah. In Spanish, oh, maricon like means means basically it means faggot, but like it's a little softer when you say it in between gay people. And C means marmots, so you just say it's a mar de course. Yeah, just
1: queers, like a sea of queers. It's a sea of queers. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay, you, you did it. You did it, and even in Spanish. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Okay, so there are three gay events throughout the year that you could also plan your trip around. For example, there's Hydro Caribbean Festival. It's the first gay music festival in the Caribbean, and it's relatively new on the gay circuit scene. So planning your trip around this event is a good option if you enjoy circuit parties. And I know that... Um, there, the gays have been known to enjoy a circuit party or two. I've heard,
0: I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. I, I, not that I've I, heard no, one, no, what? not that we've, we've had multiple <laughs> podcasts on circuit parties actually. Uh,
1: if you enjoy, uh, well, if you enjoy pride, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you're maybe don't don't some enjoy people
1: don't, <laughs> Okay, I think Pride's more for everyone San Juan Pride uh, takes place in June And hosts a parade plus a variety of events And parties during the weekend And they have another Pride, Winter Pride Fest That is the only winter LGBTQ plus event In Puerto Rico Offering four days of parties and events Including a pool party, catamaran tour, drag shows And burlesque brunch We're pretty sure this is still happening I did my kind of online sleuthing And it looked like it happened last year But I think it kind of disappeared during the pandemic So I was trying to figure out 2023 dates but um it might just be a little too early for that but something to look out for
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about tips and recommendations particularly give um, us your
1: like personal tips from your like you've been there three times
0: yeah so definitely like the first food thing that i would personally say is mofongo so mofongo is like I mean, if, if there's not one traditional dish in Puerto Rico, I, this is the one that I feel like might be the traditional one, but basically it's like, it's made from like crushed up plantains. Um, it's kind of a, uh, well, it's crushed up plantains and then it can be kind of stuffed or, or on the top of these like crushed up and fried plantains. It can be, it can be served with many different types of things like chicken or it can be served with uh, fish or shrimp or probably even different types of meats like pork, and then it comes with like a different sauce. So there might be like a creamy garlic sauce, or m- might be more of like a tomato sauce.
1: Well, the description sounds good. The name is
0: off-putting. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't know what the name is, um, but it's really when you get a like good one. sounds well, like fungal, When you get a good one, it is delicious. It's so good, and obviously you should you know drink that alongside some type of a rum drink like a pina colada or something. Something else, but but rum is really like the main like popular alcohol in Puerto Rico. So okay, many of the that you know, is... rum punch, pina colada. Oh my god! Yeah, that is right up my alley. Yeah. Um. So as far as like if you're traveling there, you know because it's uh you know uh, unincorporated and... <laughs> part of the an unincorporated <laughs> yes, territory goodness. of the U US, S. Uh, use the same you know power outlets of the U S. so You don't have to pack anything there. Um. As far as safety. I'd say San Juan is like any major U.S. city. You know, there's places you should go and there's places you shouldn't. But you know, just be smart. Don't walk alone at night. That kind of thing. Um, there's probably it's probably safer than many cities in the U.S. To be mm-hmm. honest, um, particularly in touristy area, touristy areas. So just you know, kind of be smart. Um, other tips: tipping. Again, it has it has similar tipping culture to the U.S. So um, so that would be like yes, twenty tipping. On yeah, meals on, on meals like twenty percent and kind of normal tipping to you know taxi drivers and people who deliver and people that help with their luggage and stuff like that so it has similar tipping to u.s culture um gosh there's so much to see and do in puerto rico i feel like it's one of those destinations that is very well rounded it has like all the nature like the beaches it has the rainforest you can do boat tours but then it has like a 500 year old city and like old city. It's one like, you know, it has like intact city walls, but then you can just go to the beach. It has a gay scene. Salt, salt. It's warm weather. Yeah, now. It's, it's, it's a really good destination. Right. Um, popular neighborhoods to explore Old Town, uh Old San Juan. This is the original city that was made 500 years ago. Then there's like Isla Verde, uh, Condado, and Ocean Park. Uh, This says Isla Verde, but I think it's Isla Verde. (laughs) Um, These are kind of like the beach neighborhoods that go from Old San Juan all the way to the airport.
1: Okay, so let's get into some of the actual sightseeing and activities that you can do if you are in Puerto Rico. They have the Bacardi distilleries where you can do tours of the distillery that include a traditional rum tasting, Or a mixology style experience where you can learn to make mojitos and pina coladas. There are tours that include transportation uh, from San Juan, but you could also just get there on your own if you want to by ferry. Uh, You get there from old San Juan to Cataño and then catch an Uber or taxi to the distillery, which I think you've actually done.
0: Yeah, I did this exact tour. And so Bacardi... The B- Bacardi, the original founder, is actually from Ciches because we actually just told our guests on our Barcelona trip last we year. We saw those, the Bacardi uh, so, symbol sculpture yeah, yeah. in yeah. He, he moved to Cuba in the 1860s and founded Bacardi. And then in 1930, they moved their facilities to Puerto Rico. So it, the history is there and it's cool. And, they, and, and I would say if you go on one of the Bacardi tours, like, you'll have a good time but it but it is particularly it is touristic right they have like little trams and things it like, kind of feels like you know bocardi disneyland in a way um, so if you want something a little bit more authentic that kind of you know feels a little bit less touristy touristic-y? can i Touristic-y. Touristic-y. Yes. it sounds good after two glasses of wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so bocardi is definitely touristy if you want less Touristic-y. touristy <laughs> touristic-y. <laughs> if you want less touristy Um, There's a similar uh, rum distillery called Barrilito, which is also a well-known rum that they make in Puerto Rico uh, that's been there for, you know, generations. And that one is smaller. You get to go see, like, the original barrels and, like, where the rum is actually stored. And, like, you're literally, like, on the farm. You can see the old farmhouse of the owner who literally just, like, died, like, a year ago. Um, They also have, like, these mixology classes and things like that that are more touristy um but it's it's a, a it's a little bit more like authentic experience I would say so depending on what you want I think you know both could be enjoyable but yeah I don't think overly touristy things
1: can I don't think they're always terrible like it reminds me of the Lint chocolate museum in, in Zurich and it's yeah. super touristy but like I had a wonderful time eating all the chocolate and yeah a little bit
0: of a good time reading the history but, but the point is rum is like you know yeah synonymous with Puerto Rico um what about culinary tours oh yeah so there are a number of culinary culinary or food tours that you can do particularly in old san juan i would definitely say do it because i think like many dishes it's sometimes easy to like it's probably really easy to find a not good mofongo but when you find a good one it's like oh my god get a dog and
1: name it mofongo it's amazing
0: (laughs) so definitely go on a food tour where they can take you to all the best spots where they you get to sample the best food because because it's really easy as a tourist to not find the best food. Yeah, place, right? it's a
1: great, of course,
0: and say, then of course, do a you food know, tour, obviously. Dur- during the tour that, you know, you'll get a little bit of history. Yeah, the first 100% uh,
1: food tour. Um, and of course, you have to just check out old San Juan, or you can also take a tour mm-hmm. of the oldest city, which it's the oldest city in the U.S. and its territories. You can explore Las Americas Museum, which features African and Native heritage. Then you could check out the Fort San Cristóbal, which is filled with fascinating history and artifacts, and then do some shopping in the Old Town. So I, I think from doing my research, because I haven't been, but I did all the research, but you're kind of, you know, giving us your personal experience. But one of the coolest things that sounds really cool to visit to me is the San Juan National Historic Site, like that.
0: Yeah, so... It's a UNESCO
1: World Heritage Site, right? Yeah,
0: so, so basically, like, in Old Town San Juan, which is, like, the, you know, the, the old city, you have, basically the old city is still surrounded by, by city walls. You know, the walls are still intact. So much of the city, uh, I think maybe on the north side or whatever, like, there, there are the walls. And at the tip of, like, where, if you look at the map, at the tip of Old San Juan, you'll see, like, you know, the the original fort, which obviously defended, you know, the, the, the city itself. And there, you know, there's a couple of places, the Castillo, San Felipe de Moro, and then also the Castilla de San Cristobal. These are like all, you know, part of old San Juan. And you can go into these, you know, old historic um, structures that were built, you know, in the 16th, 17th, 18th century to, to defend the island. Because if you look at the map from how Europeans used to come to the Americas, there, it's basically like the trade winds, right? So the trade winds carry the boats, you know, kind of down from uh, from Europe, kind of south past the Canary Islands in Spain. They would stop, and then it kind of moves, and people would arrive in the Caribbean. And that's how they kind of got into either North America or South America. And if you look at the map, Puerto Rico is basically like one of the first main islands that they would hit. So that is why it was established as, uh, as this as this colony early on, because it was kind of the first one. That you would hit if you were coming from Europe as you know one of these explorers. So it was really important for them to obviously. And you've been to visit this? This? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't actually go there. into the fort because you have to pay like an extra. You know, there's an entrance. I did fee my research. And, and I think
1: it's about ten
0: U.S. dollars. Yeah, and then the 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 castle Castillo 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 itself. I didn't I didn't go in, but of course I like walked by it, and, and I've been all through the old town and the walls and stuff like that. So if you are not a bad tourist like me, then definitely check it out.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I wanna go to that. Um, you can also check out the Muse- Museo de Arte de Puerto Rico, which is, has 24 exhibition galleries and more than 1,000 works ranging from, from paintings to sculptures to installations, all to celebrate Puerto Rican culture. There's the Plaza Las Americas, which I mentioned earlier, which is a shopping mall. And it is the largest shopping mall in the Caribbean and the second largest in Latin America. And there is the um, Catedral Basilica Menor de San Juan Bautista. This is the Spanish name for it. It's one of the oldest buildings in San Juan. It dates back to 1540. And this is where they have the remains or the tomb of the Spanish explorer, Juan Ponce de Leon.
0: So let's talk a little bit about day trips. So the first two times I, pr- I went to Puerto Rico, I kind of just hung out in San Juan and like saw Old Town and the beaches and did all this you know, cool stuff. But Puerto Rico, you know, it's an entire Island. Right. And so there are day trips that you can do that if you just travel, you know, maybe an hour, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours at the most, they're really cool things to do. So. And, and it's multiple islands as and well. It's, it's the, yeah. There's the, main, it's, there's the main one that we're talking exactly, about. Exactly. There, there it are it is multiple more, yeah. islands. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the cool things you can do, which I have not done, but I've heard really great things, is a bioluminescent bay. There are actually a few of them. But basically, the, one of the best ones is actually on Isla Viecas, which you actually have to take either a ferry or a plane to. But there are a few others on the, the bigger island. And basically, this is if you go at night, when you touch the water, there's, um, I don't know if this is the right term, but the, like the algae, I think it's the algae that are in the water. They basically create light um, when they are touched so when the water moves around they glow so so if you go like when there's not a lot of light out when the like the moon is not full and you're kind of in at the right season it's like this really cool effect there are not that many of them in the world there's only a handful of them and one of them is is in Puerto Rico that sounds really cool so I have not done that but I mean if you can go and if you can time it right like definitely do it I did do a visit to the El Yunque National Rainforest or National Forest which is a rainforest which apparently is the only rainforest in north america i have read that although we've been to one in hawaii and i'm not sure why that doesn't count but that's a different podcast yes um but the rate the maybe it's like the geograph yeah i don't know if hawaii is considered north america yeah it's like pacific Islands. yeah so So anyways Mm -hmm. um Super cool! I did that just on this last trip, and I'm and I'm really glad I did. Do they so, have zipline there? I want to do. A they they do line. have some ziplines. I didn't do that, but just you know, find yes. a tour. There's lots of tours to the rainforest. Find one, um, and just do one of them. I'm sure you I'm do just a gay ziplining yeah, tour. It, it's really more about like the 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 forest itself is is beautiful and just you know getting to see the nature and everything. And the last thing I did, which I also really really loved, is a boat trip. It was a catamaran tour. Um, the place we went to was the Icacos Islands. So it's an hour drive from San Juan. And then you get on a boat and go out to some islands. And it was cool. We did snorkeling and went to the beach and had um, lunch on the boat. Um, so I recommend that one. But, but honestly, uh, you know, one of my work colleagues did a boat trip that was from Old San Juan on mm-hmm. a sunset cruise. Yeah, do a boat trip, get on the water and just kind of you know experience do some of the experiences don't just you know sit on your ass at the beach all day
1: well hopefully this has uh, inspired you to plan your own trip to puerto rico and gave you some good ideas i would happily sit on the beach all day on my ass and i know I did, goddess, two, yeah, so. yeah, I did that the first few times. yeah <laughs> I, I mean like do whatever you want to do really as you said like uh, this is a destination that you can It's like has across the board sort of things that you can do. So there's something for everyone, which is one of the best types of um, vacation spots. Um, I have already been sold and wanting to go on this trip for a long time. And just doing the research into it has only confirmed that. So hopefully um, you are inspired as well. So thank you so much for listening. There are the links to our San Juan Puerto Rico gay guide and the show notes. So check it out for kind of the written version of this podcast and all the links of the tours and things that we recommend. Um, and you'll also find the links to our sponsors in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Collins, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts uh, and give the episode a like with the hard icon once it's published. And you can follow us on social media. We're always at Too Bad Tourists. And lastly, feel free to leave a comment about uh, what you want to hear more of for future episodes.
1: If you want any particular advice on uh, your trip to Puerto Rico regarding this podcast, you can leave a comment on this episode or reach out to us on social media, send us a message, and we are happy to respond to you there. Or, of course, on uh, Queer Spaces. So our next podcast episode, we are going to be talking about Naples or Zurich. (laughs) It uh, hasn't been quite decided, but we've kind of got two ideas in mind because those were two of my trips that i did um without you this year so i've got lots of things to share and tips and so i'll kind of go through it and see what is most appropriate for our next one
0: and we'll kind of reverse roles so i'll like this episode i was the one that you kind of asked me the questions because i've been there next time it's going to be you because i haven't been to either of those places yeah yeah, and i like when it's all about me so perfect all right so (laughs) stay tuned for episode 12 um and until then we will Yeah, I guess uh, or we'll chat on first basis. Expect this in in
1: in June, so uh, we'll we'll talk then. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.